and welcome to Writing About Dragons and Shit, a podcast where two authors and a writer get together and talk about the ways that they tell stories. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, writer of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms and pod and podcast host, host of way too many podcasts. Uh, and with me, Tweak, are two amazing people who are. I'm Erin M. Evans. I write fantasy novels. I'm best known for Empire of Exiles and the Brimstone Angels saga. It is I, B. Dave Walters. I am known for being Erin M. Evans. Biggest fan, literally, <laughs> literally, literally. And should you find a bigger fan, I will defeat him in open combat. <laughs> See you in the streets, exactly. You big bastard. I don't know if I've, if, if I've ever told you guys that. That there's the like when I see really short guys, not like little people, but dudes that are like mm. five two, in like seven footers. They both trigger this like kill response in me that I'm like, we cannot both be here. <laughs> like, like you're consuming resources that could be mine. Like you've got to go. <laughs> yeah. Just... That's funny. I, I used to work with a gal who was really tall and she had the same kind of thing. If she saw another woman who was taller than her, she's like, we have to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot both be here. Well, you know, but here's she the just, weird, she just get like irrationally, like, yeah. like ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, when they're around my-ish size, which again, dear listeners, uh, I know the medium doesn't convey them like six nine. You know, when they just like look at the door. <laughs> again, I'm yeah, look at the door. I'm I'm the size of the door exactly. Uh, but I'm like, you know, hey, you know, what's up, bro? You know what I mean? But but when they're like seven one, seven two, or something, I'm like, you've got to die. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I don't make the rules. That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But mm -hmm. by the way, listeners, if you're just like, I thought this was a writing podcast, we're giving you research on different heights of people and how they feel. Yeah. I, I, I call myself a tall short man because I'm 5'11". Just like, no, you're not six foot. You're just you're just right there. And so I never really felt tall until I worked at a restaurant and I was like the tallest person there. And they're like, hey, can you get that thing off the top shelf? I went, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can. Hey. You're, 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 you're deceptively tall too. You're deceptively tall. Yeah, deceptively you're, you're, tall. You're, you're not. You're not petite. Like when you unfold from a table, it's like oh, there's a lot of Trevor here. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I'll keep it that works, in mind though. every time I stand up. Now, mm -hmm. it works. Uh, well, uh, uh, and, hey. and, 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 and like the the third bear, Aaron is just right. <laughs> I've been told I have tall girl energy, but. <laughs> People are always surprised when I tell them I'm only five five, which I don't is not particularly short. You 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 do you 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 project, uh, like you have a very tall knock for anybody who's seen Lucky Number Seven, you know, <laughs> a deceptively tall knock. I yeah. like it. Uh, well, uh, hello listeners. Uh, we, uh, we are going to do another listener question episode because we just have so many dang of them and we are behind. So if you send them in and we don't get to them for a little bit, that's why, uh, apologies. Keep sending them. Keep sending them. Uh, I am going to start out with a, uh, shout out to Zach who sent in a Empire of Exiles meme. I love uh, it. <laughs> Uh, that I totally saw when it first came in and was like, I'm going to send that to Aaron. Totally forgot. And then tonight I was, I saw it in chronological order. I went, Did I send you that? I saw it happen in real time. Now. Yep. <laughs> but it has Thank been you, seen. Zach, it's delightful. Yeah. And it has been appreciated. I love, I love when people make funny. It's like, it's like micro fan fiction. <laughs> little little bite-sized experiences of your, 
writing in a different form. What are it, memes if not bite-sized fan fiction? It's like we 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 shared before many times that like creating things like fan art, fan fiction, all that. That's some of the highest praise you can you can yeah. show a creator because you were inspired to create something else by their work. And I mean, that is just Chef's kiss. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, well, uh, Zach actually wrote in with a question as well. Um, and, uh, there, uh, you know, I'm going to read it out loud. Anyways, I, I did send Aaron this one when it came through. Uh, but, uh, they, they said, uh, hello, about six years ago, I read the last fantasy novel that really moved me. Pat Rothfuss's slow regard of silent things that changed when I read empire of exiles. It oh. moved me in the most authentic way, uh, that, uh, that base of your chest feeling uh, like a boat caught in a swell uh, that was too big for it. Magic. Oh, that is beautiful. That is so beautiful. <laughs> I may have cheered up when I first read that. Thank well, you, you have earned it. You know, you know what's yes. funny? My my youngest uh, just read her first mystery, which is One of Us is Lying, uh, the, the young adult novel. Yeah. Uh, and she freaked out and couldn't sleep and stayed up the entire night reading it and read the whole book in like less than a day. And I Love watched it. her like flipping through it. And I was like, don't you need to go to bed? She's like, I do, but I cannot stop. And I was like, you're one of us now, child. Yeah. You're one of, you're one of us. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. <laughs> I'm like, that's what you call a page turner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Zach says, anyways, when I was uh, talking with other writers, I found it surprisingly inspiring and cathartic to discuss bad ideas we've had and abandoned. So I'm curious about bad ideas you have had. I'll go first. I had a multi-volume epic fantasy based on Hey uh, by Outcast. I'm sorry. Wait, uh, is that your answer, The rest Trevor, of this is email that... isn't a full synopsis. Was that Zach's answer? Yes, this, this was Zach's answer. This I'm was Zach's answer. I'm in love with it already. I was about to say, that isn't a bad idea. What no. are you talking about, bro? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think there are bad ideas. I think sometimes there are ideas that are not for you. There are ideas that are not for you right now. Um, I'm probably saying that, and 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 then mm -hmm. we're gonna go. Wait, what is the worst idea? <laughs> I, I, I can share some terrible ideas. They just weren't mine. Um, <laughs> What 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 happens to me? I I won't because similar to what Aaron just said, I I don't I don't think I have any bad ideas because I think ideas are just ideas, especially yeah. if it if if the thing begets the next thing. You know, if you're like, uh, I don't know, if you're like, what if they fought with carrots? Well, that's stupid. Well, what if they fought with electrified carrots? Ooh, okay. What if they fought with electrified swords? All right. What if those were lightsabers? You know what I mean? Like now. <laughs> You've invented lightsabers starting with what you thought was stupid. Yeah. Uh, what has happened to me, though, is I've had plenty of ideas that someone else has already done. Mm. And I couldn't do different enough to still make it worth doing. You know, like 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 I'd, I'd been beaten to the punch. Yeah, have, you know? have you all had that when you're like reading a book or watching a movie and you just say out loud, God, I hate that. I didn't think of that first. <laughs> you know, that, that's that is yeah. the hallmark of a good idea. When when yeah. you hear something or you see something and you're like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. That's how you know it's, it's a good idea. Um, But I mean, like, could you look at something like on the surface? I think like Cowboys versus Aliens is pretty stupid. <laughs> but that movie was a trip. Well, the movie was not good, but I mean, the comic book was, you yep. know what I mean? Like, I mean, you can, 
you know, I feel like you can you go can almost make... anywhere with anything, you know? Yeah, you can make most things work. I mean, even if it's like, and they fight with carrots, I'm like, well, okay, well, what if they're like, you know, what if you're making like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle kind of thing, but they're rabbit knights? And, this is Saki you know, I mean, Otimbo. He's a rabbit right? samurai exactly. that knows the Teenage like, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, huh? you just you just like have to keep following that thread. Yep. I think the thing that pops in my head. I once had a dream that was like a full story where mm. I was a it was a teenage girl in a post-apocalyptic zombie kind of situation and i was living with a bunch of survivors in this like hollowed out church and periodically we had to go down into the sort of catacombs under the church to hunt for zombies there was this boy who was like my age and he was not very good looking but it's the end of the world and that might be the only option right so it's like in the character it's almost like it was a character and i was thinking mm -hmm. like like basically the entire like scope of my life has shifted and here's the mundane reason and i woke up and i was like holy shit that was a whole story that was a whole short story and everything and i sat down to write it and i went oh i don't like it yeah i <laughs> I, I don't had to get started repopulating the experience. Yeah. It's just like I didn't I I felt like if I wrote this, I would not be able to sell it as 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 a likable character. And also I hate zombies so much. Not uh and just it yeah, it was one of those things where I'm like, this idea is cool and interesting. And and then I, yeah, no, it wasn't for me. It's not mine. So if somebody listening to this loves that idea, take it with my blessing. It should be something. So, uh, counterpoint, counterpoint. Your subconscious would like to argue that it's literally yours. Uh, but nah, it, it, it's a gift. Mm, I've given yeah. it. It came to my That's brain true. wrong. It came into my brain. It should have gone to someone else. It came, it came my into my brain wrong. so that I could say it here and someone could be inspired by it. You know what, Valid? That it would echo the into the ether. Cool. Maybe what it needs is some rabbit night mutant yeah. ninjas or yeah, something. Right? <laughs> I, I, I I think if um now stopping short of of what's a bad idea is I've definitely encountered things that were I don't know that that's enough for an entire story or I don't yeah. know that that's a yeah. story that that you know people want to watch mm -hmm. you know like um like I had I had an idea for something that it was like if if um. It's like if if you could external. Let me see even how how I could describe it. So did has have y'all seen the most recent Blade Runner? Yeah. No, Aaron. I haven't watched it, but I didn't. That's okay. Uh, are you familiar with the Doctor on Voyager? Yes. The hologram. Mm -hmm. So it was like okay. So future. Everybody's got a computer in their head, right? So you got your assistant, and you can see your assistant. But your assistant has access to your entire subconscious. So everything you've seen, right? Mm -hmm. Everything you've seen, everything you've heard, everything you've thought. So I was like, that'd be cool because you could be like a police detective and you could miss a clue. And then your assistant is like, wait, you saw next to the couch blank. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's neat. But that's not that's not a premise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just like yeah. that's a part of something. Yeah. That's a world else. building thing. Yeah. Yeah, like that 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 is an You need to haystack it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I'm <laughs> always ranting about theme. That's not what the story is about. Yeah. You know, so but I don't think that's a bad idea. I'm just like that's like a I don't know, it's just like a, a an aspect like you, of a premise. <laughs> yeah, you you like have the arm. Yeah. You need the mm -hmm. rest of the body. Yeah. You know it's a cool um, arm. 
<laughs> right uh now but what i will tell you was this something that was a bad idea was something that I, I was tasked to write ultimately the project didn't happen and i've shared this story before that it was about a woman who is a who, who is a professor of archaeology at cambridge she's a youtube star so she has millions of fans um uh, that tune in to watch her archaeology lectures uh, this was supposed to be Elizabeth Hurley, by the way. So I, I was tasked with writing this vehicle for Elizabeth Hurley and John Reese davies um, I did something really great. Uh, but so I, I was like, basically, I kind of turned it into, oh, oh, oh. And she's got a dog uh, named Elmer, by the way. Uh, they wanted it to be Professor York and Elmer. That was the name they went. Wouldn't budge on Prof Professor York and, uh, no, Pro yeah, Professor York and Elmer until like, York University. No, what's the big college in England? It's not Cambridge. Oxford? There's another one. Oxford. Oxford? No? Is it Oxford? No, it was an. It was an. I don't know. It was so stupid. For our purposes, we'll say she was Professor Oxford. I'll yeah. think of the name of it. But it was like <laughs> Professor Oxford and Elmer. The yeah. Elmer part is what I remember. And they just wouldn't budge from this until the school was like, "If you try and use our name, we will sue you into dust." You know. <laughs> and it was supposed to be that she's this globe-trotting archaeologist, and I was like. Cool. Uh, so I came up with this like Indiana Jones meets Tomb Raider thing. Uh, John Reese Davies is kind of the Alfred to her Batman. And, you know, he he's the old British fisticuffs guy because he served with her father in World War II, but her father died saving him. So he's like, I will pledge my life to protecting your daughter type thing. Mm -hmm. And I had this whole thing. And they were like, we don't ever want her to fight ever. And I was like, okay, well, he can fight. And she's like, no, we don't want any fighting at all. And I was like, well, it's then what's the action movie. adventure? What are, what are they, you know? Like, she, she's got no jurisdiction. So why is she just going to show up places in, like... And then what they said to me, I will never forget this as long as I live, is this show is for single women that watch TV while they're ironing their clothes. Mm. And I was like, so this show is for 1977? Like, what, what are we... What? Jesus. What? What? Oh, oh. In the stupid dog, because it's like this is a part of Scooby-Doo, has to be absolutely pivotal to solving every single mystery. Oh, so you have this God. like truly brilliant, infallible woman. Oh. These but same the dog people. Is smarter than this, her. But the but the dog figures it out every time. Uh, these same people made a show, and this show did actually see, uh, see the light of day. So I have to be a little vague. Where the main character's problem, I shit you not is that too many women love him and he has too much sex. That's his That's his problem. And I was like... So I was going to go into a whole thing about like bad ideas not existing, but like, no, that's... So yep. I still think you could fix these, except well, you have to be able to budge on some of those details. Yep. And that's I, the bit, right? Yeah. Like, yep. Yep. Well, there, there, I think I've brought it up on the show before the 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 entire way that uh, one of Jim Butcher's series came about, the Codex Alara. Mm -hmm. He got in an internet uh, argument with someone who was saying, you know, um, it's uh, you have to have a good idea and not be a good writer. He's like, no, you can take any shitty idea as long as you're a good writer. And so he said, give me a bad idea. And the guy came back with the Lost Roman Legion and Pokemon, and he wrote the Codex Alara that went on for six books. Um, you know, those fucking stories are the Lost Roman Legion yeah. and Pokemon. Yeah. That right? is what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do. Also, but like, I think that's a pretty good idea. Like, here's the thing. Like, all of these bad 
idea. This epic fantasy based on hey ya, this I know, like, I, Pokemon. I, I'm like, guys, these are not bad ideas. Yeah, like, I'm serious, Zach. I, but, I want I want a follow up email with like a a, a description <laughs> of this. Um, like that's incredible. <laughs> I, I, I will say this though. Again, I I think your issue if you run into something that's quote unquote a bad idea is you run into something again that's like no stakes. You know, yeah. like Patrick yeah. Rothfuss said, uh, I think when he was on here that he's like the name of the win is about a man going into town to buy a shirt. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if you're like, well, I'm going to write a story about a woman cooking breakfast and that's it. I'm like, well, well, what happens, though? Is this some yeah. like meditation on existence? I mean, is this, is this a metaphor for the fact that her children are growing up? Is this, you know, changes by Fleetwood Mac, you know, mm-hmm. um, novelized? I mean, like, there's still a or way. Or is breakfast making interrupted by assassins? They're Duh. very different stories that are all a woman makes breakfast, sure. right? Exactly. I, I, exactly. I, I think, though, from what you were saying uh, the both of you were saying through that though is i kind of feel like I, I i'm coming down more on like there's no bad ideas there's just undercooked ones like yeah. like the 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 whole point yeah. of like you know you start off with like oh an electric sword no that's stupid then you go all the way to lightsaber but the lightsaber wouldn't have existed unless you had that initial thought about electric swords exactly and the lightsaber in and of itself is not enough you know, that, uh, yeah. that if you're like, well, I had an idea for this thing that looked like a flashlight. You can turn it on and you could cut through steel with it. You're like, whoa, okay, all right, hang on, wait. <laughs> you know, yeah. And I think this is another thing. It's like, if you have an idea, like the idea is not the story. The idea yeah. is the seed, right? So as you are working with it, being willing to shape, reshape it and, 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 Think about where would this idea best be served, right? Like one thing that, so I used to read Slush. Uh, I used to read unsolicited manuscripts. So I saw a lot of books that were not ready to be published. They were a lot of really bad books, guys. Um, And I can only think of two books that were truly terrible ideas. And, And yet at the same time, whenever I've told people these two ideas, they've said, well, if you did that as a totally different... You know, genre kind of thing. It would it would work, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. One was like a a sci-fi story where alien comes to Earth and uh, disguises itself as a tampon. You could totally sell oh. that as some kind of weird pornography for sure. Yeah, I'm Humorous like pornography. Oh, but yeah, you tell pen, it's a straight pen, sci-fi and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, penthouse forum. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See now, I'm, now was... I'm going back on the other thing. Maybe there are better ideas. Hashtag Lincoln Bio. But I believe somebody could take that and make something very raunchy and funny out of it. You just yep. cannot do that with a straight and, face. Yeah, and okay. it's almost certainly a short story. Like you're not gonna get. Oh a yeah, novel you can't out of that. stretch that yeah. out in a novel, right? And like being really good. The other one was like Jesus Christ versus the vampires, written by somebody who really was not doing a whole lot of historical research. Okay, but that's a, fair, that's that's I, already I've, a movie. I've I have read a I have read a comic book called Jesus Hates Zombies. So like. Yeah, like this, this is this would work. But if you, when you say no, it has to be a historical and it has to be serious and it has to be this. And also, I'm not going to do the research. No, it doesn't work. It's It seems like it's a terrible idea. But what's actually terrible here is that you chose a form and you chose a subgenre and you chose a, um, a voice that doesn't go with the idea. So chuck the idea and stick with those other things you want so much or follow the idea to where it fits. I feel like that's the case. Mm-hmm. The form, the genre, um, the audience, like all of these are very important because, because you know, different things don't fit 
for everything. Mm -hmm. And then asking yourself, like, what's most important? Is it that you want to write a novel versus a comic book versus a short story versus a screenplay? Or is it that you really want to write Jesus Christ versus the vampires? Yeah. Quick aside that Jesus Ate Zombies has, uh, at one point, Ernest Hemingway shows up in it and he uh, says the line in all caps, my name is Ernest fucking Hemingway and I hate zombies. And I got to meet the writer of the comic and I told him that's the best thing I'd ever read. <laughs> you know, this- I've never uh, this... understood Hemingway so deeply. <laughs> I know. You know, that is, that is, uh, and I, I feel like Papa would have said such a thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. so. But yeah, I, I I I do think that you know, alien turns into a tampon excluded. There, uh, the undercooked ideas I definitely think is the thing where it's like this can turn into something better eventually. Yep. And I really want to read this description of an epic fantasy based on Heia. What, what, uh, what, 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 what was the second one? That that was alien tampon. You said there was two bad ideas. Oh that no, was Je Jesus versus the vampires yeah. was the other oh. one. Jesus versus I mean, Van. I mean, that's still a great the, idea. The actual problem with it was that it was written as a as a really straight historical fantasy where they had not done research and they wanted some things to be true, like you know having vampires be very concerned about Jesus because this true faith was actually the thing that that destroyed vampires and stopped vampires. But at the same time, all the vampires were like, it's hilarious how they think God will protect them. I'm like, they're literally the one thing that kills you. I mean, why the, are you the, pretending that doesn't exist? You can also make the a case. If those are the rules of the world, you can make all a pretty dumb as vampires. You could make a pretty good argument for the fact that Jesus is the original vampire because he's a walking corpse that fed everybody's blood. So, you know, I mean, that's another way to do it. Jesus yep. is like, no, I already own this turf. Dun, dun, <laughs> no vampires dun. go away. Mm -hmm. um so yeah zach i hope uh that uh gave you some form of entertainment for the topic that you put out there bad ideas uh again please send in that description i want to read it i don't mm -hmm. I, 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 I won't read it on the air if you don't want i you know I, th this is just for me um <laughs> the let's see the next uh question uh oh i was like i didn't put the name in oh yeah it's in the first sentence hey my favorite tangenteers uh my name is josh and i have a question on how often you should reread your novel as you're writing currently uh taking up my uh, uh currently taking my first crack at, at writing a novel all thanks to this glorious podcast well you're too kind uh and i'm about 70 pages in and have realized uh it has been quite a while since i've even re uh read through the whole thing i always reread what i've written the day prior or uh or days prior to write again but i'm realizing now that i've only read through the whole book maybe two or three times i've be uh, since beginning to write it i'm curious on you got on your guys's thoughts uh thank you so much for an um for your amazing selves uh and for continuing to make an awesome podcast well thank you uh i find there's a point in the middle of the book where i uh i definitely go reread it hmm. um i don't i don't read it a ton because here is the thing you're gonna have to read it a ton yeah. of times so when you're like if you get into this sort of reflexive state where like every week you read the whole book you're gonna get so sick of it um yep. because you're gonna need once you're done with it you're gonna need to read it again all the way through you're gonna need to like um you know when people if people give you notes especially if they give you line notes you're gonna have to read it again all the way through um so you don't want to get sick of it 
Uh, but at the same time, there is a point I find with a novel because it's such a big project. And even if you've got kind of an outline, especially if the outline is starting to sort of like get a little shifty under your feet because you've you've discovered things and you've added things that it's good to go back and, and read it through. Um, that said, like there's no number of times you can read it through that you're going to sort of not. Uh, the the lesson that I give myself every book is there's no such thing as a perfect first draft. You can want it really badly, but it's going to be the case that something will not be right. So at some point you need to just get it done. Mm -hmm. um, that's my feeling. I, like you said, I do go back and I, I read the last couple of pages that I've finished right before I begin to get a little bit of a rolling start. I think I go back at every act break because remember when I even when I outline I have acts, you know. So mm -hmm. I think that that's yeah. kind of when I do it. Yeah, I mean, of course, plus one to everything Aaron said, but I mean, um, especially <laughs> I, not wanting mm. to get sick of it. But you, because the 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 issue is, and this is why it's always so hard to edit your own work, is your mind will show you what you meant, not what you did. Yeah. And I think the more often you read it, the easier that is to deceive. That's why we talk about putting it in a drawer. Yeah. Like you, you, you need some distance. Um, so that I, I would say, um, I mean, there's not a specific answer, but, but I, I think going a little while, whatever a little while means to you, uh, to, to kind of have it not quite be so recent and then go back to chapter one like i'll give you a different example i just i just read a screenplay for somebody and i came back and i was like this is all well and good but did you realize the characters never say their names out loud you give all these great descriptions in the, in the heading but i'm like but the audience doesn't know that mm. so the audience is going to get to the end of the book and be like i that i mean that that guy was neat you know what i mean it was just, but of course in in their answer was oh i didn't even realize that because this has lived so much in my head yeah and i'm like i believe that but you never actually said it yeah yeah you know and that kind of the, the ability to spot that kind of thing up to and including never happening definitely only comes with like <laughs> some distance yeah. um yeah so the other thing I'd be aware that I that I am inclined to warn people of, although if you're not reading it a ton already, you may be okay. Like I I am someone who tends to sort of iterate. Like I'll get to a place and I'll go, oh wait, I see how these would fit together better if I just go back and I give her a dog. And I'll go back and I'll work the dog in. Mm -hmm. There are some people who go all the way to the end with a list of things they're going to do and then go do it. And I do I I have a hard time with that. Okay. But the system I have means that I still get it done. Yeah. And so would I worry about suggesting to like, like, oh, read it as many times as, as you feel like you need to without getting sick, that we are leaving open a door. You don't want to get in a place where you're going through and you're just futzing with all the sentences. Yeah. And yep. that's the whole extent yeah. of your writing. Like yep. if after, you know, a little bit, you look back and you're like, you know, I wrote 70 pages in however long, but over the same amount of time, I've only written 70, I've only gotten to 72 because you've been doing the wrong step, yeah. right? Yep. This is not when we polish. And if when you're reading through to like kind of remind yourself the story and you want to do a little polish while you're doing it, like that's not, that's not verboten. You can do that. But like, don't get into a place where you're like, do I want to use this word or that word? And you're spending time on that because that all comes later. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and you could write, 
half of the perfect book. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's still it's not like, a book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still not a book. Yep. I I don't go back and read. Like, I, I read during, like, when I sit down to write for the day, I will read what I wrote the day before. I don't go back and read the whole thing, though, because I am that person that Aaron is talking about where I have that list of notes that I'm keeping next to me and everything like that because... I, it's it's one of those things where I'm like constantly holding back my internal editor from just trying to even go back and fix stuff. And I feel like if I do go back and read things, I will start trying to fix things. So mm -hmm. I just, I don't do it as a form of like, I need, I just need to finish this book and I can, I can let all of that editing go afterwards. Um, but in the moment I'm just writing ahead, like I've already made that fix. Um, so that I can I can just get that damn thing done. <laughs> yep. I feel like that's an important thing to know about yourself as a writer. Yeah. Because it can get like. Yeah. If I try to to just keep going without fixing it, I I am at that point holding too many things in my head, yeah. and I will slow down to a halt. I don't I don't imagine it fixed very well. That's fair. Um. But at the same time, I know a lot of people who will like iterate something into the dust, and so there's a, that's a warning for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I I also think it it just depends on how fundamental of a flaw you've realized you've yeah. encountered too. Yeah. You know, if 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 you're like, oh shit, how are they gonna blow up the Death Star? I know, exposed exhaust port. Let me just double back fifty pages and have somebody be like. <laughs> We do have to shield this exhaust port, right? And it's like, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, that's all I got to do. You know, versus being like, maybe, you know, I I, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe Jesus was the vampire all along. You know, like, maybe. Then you got to go keep, back. Keep and, the Star Wars thing going. You're writing all the way through. You're you're getting to the part where they're attacking the Death Star, and you're like, "Oh, the forest moon doesn't really work. It needs to be a different place." Then you realize all the things that had trees involved in the previous sections. Yeah, yeah. Or or you were like, "What's this force the kids are on about?" You know. <laughs> but but to to continue that analogy to stretch it possibly to the point of breaking, uh, George Lucas really didn't know that that luke and leia were siblings oh, yeah. and that vader mm -hmm. was their father he really didn't know yeah. uh so hence the whole kiss and the flirtation and everything and then later being like you know what would really take this to 11 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah give yourself some grace yeah um uh josh does have a ps says trevor i would really love to read any of your work uh Ooh. if you have any if you have full novels finished and you really convince yourself that uh they're never going to see the light of day in any form or fashion you should just uh, release them as an ebook or something um i will say i know i have thought about that several times i'm not going to do it though at least not right now uh that i i i don't i want to put the the first thing people read of me to be like a fully done thing <laughs> not that crap um but uh also hey if you play idle champions i can tell you soon tm you will be reading my things uh, hey. so. <laughs> you know uh I got a friend of mine who uh, has found success in nonfiction, but wanted to be a novelist. Mm -hmm. uh, wrote some novels, submitted them, got shot down, shot down, shot down. Fast forward, has put out, again, some nonfiction work. And then, like, very recently was like, I read those novels. I, I know why they didn't get published. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that happened. But I still feel like 
everybody feels that way. I mean, even me, Mr. Relentless, I love all my stuff. Yeah. I still read 10 years ago, yeah. me, and I'm like, oh, little bro, I see what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's sound fundamentals, but uh, you you know, you, you, you zigged here when you should have zagged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm like, ro- ro- roll your shoulder into those punches a little more. <laughs> you know, like it's, and I think that's true of everybody. You, you look back on all of it and you're like, oh, but I mean, I think that's that's natural since hopefully your skills have improved. Yeah. So hopefully you'll always be like, oh, I see what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Now, if I did this I would, again now, yeah, yeah, I would. I, I would bleh, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you'll still have to like, you'll have to wait for a, a, a novel or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, my writing for Isle Champions is going to be in the game very soon. And then... <laughs> It's going to just be all me all the time. <laughs> it's going to be weird. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, this is actually a couple of questions. Uh, this is from uh, oh, Karina. Uh, and uh, it says, Dear Trevor, Aaron, and B-Dave, I uh, hope this finds you well. Uh, I have the following questions. Uh, w- first one, what is your writing process from idea to final draft and editing your work? Whoa. That is a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, haven't we done like a hundred episodes of this show talking about that? <laughs> I surprisingly have not hit a hundred yet. I think we're on eighty one. <laughs> uh well, hang on. Let me I, I mean a gross oversimplification mm-hmm. is again, you usually an, an idea comes to me relatively fully formed, like 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 Athena, you know, that I mean that it's it's it, well, Athena emerging fully. I know, grown, fully I know what it is. I just draft, love you know? that's the analogy you went for. I love it. <laughs> I'm just picturing yeah. Athena shows up in B. Dave's house periodically. I don't know what you guys just do, hands him but... a manuscript. Well, in the strictest <laughs> technical sense, my youngest child's middle name is Athena. So uh, oh, it, there it, you go. It, that's the iteration of the ideas. You were like, "Here's a bad God idea," dang. and I'm like, "Well, actually, Athena does in fact show up in my house." That's right. We prove our own. Problem. Prophecies on this but, show. There it is. <laughs> but you know, it it it'll it'll come to me that it's like, um, I got an idea for a superhero. Uh he's gonna be the last survivor from his planet and he came here as a baby, and uh, you know, he wants to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Like that's something I'll have. And mm-hmm. then I gotta figure out Krypton, Jorel. Mind Pod Kent. Well, he needs a weakness. Kryptonite. Where's he going to be? Metropolis. What's his day job? Somewhere he could be around trouble all the time and nobody notice. He'll be a reporter. You know, like like that's but that'll be like the first brainstorming. Like I'll, I'll, I'll get there very quickly. And by very quickly, I mean an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Then I go through the process of the beats, as we've discussed, you know, where you're uh, like, I'm like, well, I know I want him to uh uh have to save Lois Lane by flying around the planet and reversing time, even though that was super fucking stupid. But for our purposes, <laughs> Superman, that's the you know, end. I, I know I want him to fly around the planet and reverse time. All right. Well, that means Lois needs to get killed, and she needs to get killed on a scale that he can reverse. All right. Lois will die in an earthquake. Well, now I know I got an earthquake. You know what I mean? And I'll just mm-hmm. stretch out that skeleton. Um, and then once I have the beats, writing it is very easy. It's just paint by numbers. I go through and I do it. And then editing is by a wide margin the thing I'm worst at mm. uh, because I'm not a terribly detail-oriented person. I can do it. I just hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll finish it. I'll get a draft. I'll put it in the drawer like we were saying. I won't look at it at all. 
if I have the luxury of not looking at it for like two weeks, I won't. Usually it's more like I got it. I got maybe yeah. a day. I pull it out. I look at it again. I go through and I, you know, rearrange some things and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, again, a gross oversimplification, but not inaccurate. Uh, I feel like I, uh, I never have a whole idea. I have a bunch of idea fragments. And so they kind of have to float around and stick to each other um, and come out like, you know, we talked about Empire of Exiles was um, a magic system feels like an anxiety disorder, weird people who aren't humans, um, uh, uh, um, like a melting pot empire where we don't have colonialism problems and uh, the historical event that I've been coy about um, that are all separate ideas I had. Where I was like, gee, wouldn't it be nice if I had a book like this? And oh, and also I want to write a murder mystery. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if they start to fit together, like, well, what if the the murder mystery is a fantasy murder mystery? The murder mystery is the historical thing. Well, yeah. I don't actually want to write a historical novel. So what if that's one of these fantasy ideas? Well, what if it's this magic system? Well, okay, so now it's this magic system. Where do these people live? And they like I will kind of like fit these all in. Um, then I'll kind of try writing it and see. Does it feel good? Like, is this is this kind of going in the right direction? Um, and then I will uh, outline it and I will start writing and I will realize I have outlined wrong. Uh, I'm gonna not gonna lie. Like I I it, so try I got someone to start outlining recently and and what I said because because she was talking about how she'd never outlined before, she was sort of like a died in the world pantser, but she also had never finished a novel. Mm. Uh so what I said was listen, like don't think of the outline as the rules you're setting yourself making you're making a prediction you're saying here's how this book could go and so you are okay to change it but you are laying out the big problems and the big pieces and the big obstacles and those are important to figure out does this all make sense um I find when I'm writing I tend to sort of like get into it and and realize that I I this is a slight tangent. Someone mm-hmm. posted this thing on Twitter about um, write, well, writing and doing projects with, with ADHD and how you don't get, if you have ADHD, you don't really get the sense of satisfaction for completing a thing. Yep. You get the sense of satisfaction from new things and discovering things. And I was like, what, what with my perpetual, do I have ADHD or was I just raised by two parents who had untreated ADHD and I learned how to adult weird? Uh, question that I never can answer. This did ring something for me because I feel like I will be writing and I will hit a point and I'll be like, this is, I know what happens here and it's boring, yep. but what could, if it was more interesting, what if I added this? Yep. And that's where I get myself off the outline a little bit, but I think it makes it better. Yep. Um, it's also just the kind of book I write. So there will be a lot of that. Frequently, I will write most of the way through. I will realize I have to change something big. So I will do a partial, I'll call that a partial draft. I'll go back and add the big thing and fix it. Um, and then I'll turn it in and they'll say, this is great. Do these things and it will be amazing. And then I have to do those things. Then there's the levels of copy editing and proofreading. And this is when you get really, 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 really sick of your book. Because it's basically <laughs> just rounds and rounds and rounds of someone telling you all the things that you didn't actually do right. And asking you if you meant to do things that you did mean to do. And it is for the best. They're making the book great. But there's a point where you're like, I don't ever want to see this piece of crap ever again. Yeah. I think and then one it goes thing- away for a couple months and then it's a book. 
Uh, and oh, one thing that neither of us said right now, but we've both yeah. said in the past, is the ending. Know your yeah. ending. Yeah. At least roughly. You know, yeah. it really yeah. was Colonel Mustard in the library with the candlestick. You know, <gasps> Superman yeah. really is going to turn back time to save Lois, even though that's super fucking stupid. Yeah. So, and even. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, don't think, oh, I'll get there and I'll, I'll no. know when I yeah. get there. It's like, no, you will not. No, you I, will, won't. I will say this, like, it, even even if you don't feel like you have, it, you feel like you're going to find it on the way, like, make a guess. Yep. Make a prediction. Yep. Walk yourself there. Because yep. the biggest thing for me, and I have written books where I've gotten up to the end and gone, oh, none of this works. None of this actually makes sense. Because yep. fundamentally, the question has, the, the, the ending has to answer the question that you've set up with the story, right? Yep. You have to solve the, the like, what is going to happen here question over down here. And so if in the telling of the story, you realize you've asked the wrong question, you might have to change that ending. But ideally, outlining is the process of figuring out the question and deciding the answer. If yep. you change your mind on the on the question, you are going to have to change the answer. But but it, you will get there a lot faster if you start out going, here is the question, and therefore mm -hmm. here is the answer. And again, your characters can surprise you. It's beautiful mm -hmm. when they do, that you were like, this is the part where she pushes him off the cliff. But the person I've come to know over these 350 pages wouldn't. You yeah. know, she'd Sparta kick his ass. You know what I mean? Like something, you know what I mean? But yeah. like... That's okay. That's that's this, okay. Yeah. yeah, this is the book I'm working on right now, which I'm hopefully going to finish tonight. I've had to redo the ending. You. And the fundamental pieces of it don't change, right? It is the main character confronts the villain. Uh, she structurally forces the villain into the same choice system that she was, she was introduced earlier and that she was put into. That's very vague, I know. But... Mm. But the, it's the same things. But the thing is, in the writing of this, I love this villain so much. She's so freaking smart. And, and I got to the end and I went, this is not the actions of a, of a careful, intelligent, and adaptable person. This yep. is someone basically throwing something at the wall and seeing what sticks and being pleased when dumb luck's you know, makes it work. Mm -hmm. And that isn't the character I want here. Yeah. And yeah. so she is going to have to be... Um, uh, she's gonna have to make a mistake in order because she's she's the villain. She's the villain, and yep. uh, in this story, the villain isn't going to win. Exact, not exact. Anyway, never mind. It'll come out someday. You'll read it. Yep. Anyway, but but that she can't make a stupid mistake yeah. that yeah. isn't related to her personally. So it's like this solved all these other plot problems, but it isn't for her. And so then I have to kind of stop and go, okay, well, what can she do, and how can this structure still exist? Because that's the important thing. The what is the story about? is this like is is this what happens when you're in this situation kind of kind of question how about you trevor um well uh, i can at least talk about the the beginning process of it um it the the process that i have now that has worked on several projects is um the idea will come from different spaces like the fantasy one that i'm working on right now uh was essentially i had a character and that was it at first. And I was like, I just really, I really like this character and what I have for her. Uh, what would a, a story look like with her? What kind of world would that look like? And I just kind of start grabbing things that I've said no to before that I've come up with and just start building it on like Lego and go, okay, that sounds pretty good. And now I do a uh, a beats sheet uh, that uh, that B-Dave's talked about. Where My boy. 
essentially I will, I open up Scrivener and I put it on numbered list and I'm, and I'll write the first thing out. Like this is the first thing and then I'll put a space between it and the next one. I'm like, I know something happens between this, but here's the next solid point, put another space, another solid point, another space, solid point. And then I start filling out those in between parts, um, and figuring out what I need for those things to happen. And eventually I have, you know, between like 40 and 60 points, um, that I, that I want to build from. Uh, and then I will, I, I don't probably need to do this one and I might try skipping it uh, with a project. But essentially what I've done before is gone through and broken it down by chapter. Like, here's what's going to happen in this one. And I'll do a little bit more detail about what things happen in it. Um, so it's it's just a little bit more zoomed in. Uh, it's only it max a thousand words. And uh, then I will actually go through and write it out chapter by chapter. Um, let me ask you yeah oh no no finish your thoughts sorry oh, uh, what, what the i i can't really say anything past that because uh right it, uh, the editing process i haven't gotten enough time with to really have a process um so i have nothing to offer on that one but what were you gonna say there b dave question for you guys this is something mm -hmm. that i i you know to, or, re wrestle with on occasion because as we all know i have struggles and stuff <laughs> Have you guys you ever get that on a t-shirt? I was literally <laughs> just thinking that. Just, just him. He's got, he's got the tank, and he's got the. the... They can only come in tank tops. Though. They can, yeah, for I'll you. Tank top that like, just says only... I have struggles and stuff. Dave, like I'm gonna give you a, a piece of apparel that will cover up those. I mean, come on. <laughs> you wouldn't do that to the world. Uh, You're not a monster. <laughs> do you guys? I, you know, I've read some stuff about this, but I've never really tried to implement. Do you ever put any thought into the, um, how can I say this? The structural things that might help, like, make things more readable. Like, the immediate thing that came to mind is, like, James Patterson. Is mm -hmm. the, the books have 75 chapters and they're five mm -hmm. pages each. <laughs> You know, yeah. and that's that's yeah. very intentional. It's yeah. that that, yeah. that to to make it a page turner that is like just this like the beat is a chapter, and it's like, huh, 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 yeah. huh. and you are like flip, 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 flip. You know, or, or it, you know, I've read books about the um, the psychology of opening sentences. You know, like yeah. like yeah, literally yeah. You, yeah. books that use these words are, are more like. Do you ever like consciously try to apply any of that stuff? Yes. I, yeah. I think yeah. I've done it with like the first sentence stuff. And like, yeah. you know, I, I read the Da Vinci code. I noticed how short those damn chapters were and how much I yeah. was reading it. And I was like, okay, I see what you're doing here. I don't want to do that though, but I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know I mean, if I've done anything more than the first sentence thing. You know, again, I know she who shall not be named has revealed herself to be trash. And mm. and I know it's it's sexy now to go back and dunk on those books, but I'm like that woman got 12 year olds to read 800 yeah. page oh, yeah. books. Like, I was I'm one like, of them. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Who or whatever she is now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you can take that W, you know, yeah. but, but those, those aren't that, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're not the bubble gum no. <laughs> thing. So, yeah. What so the, the one, so, so in general, I, I really love 
that sort of thing where you can repeat a motif and repeat a structure because when people, because I feel like, especially I write, so I write big fantasy novels. Mm-hmm. I write fairly intricate books with, with fairly detailed worlds. Like that is what you're getting when you come into this, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, people call my plots intricate for a reason. And so <laughs> there is, there is stuff there. And so you're giving people a lot to work with. And so you, there is, there is a benefit to attaching details that they need to similar kinds of of motifs or like language, um, doing a lot of like intentional repetition so that you notice something is there and you remember it. Um, it, that, you know, that, that is a thing where you, if you can draw people's attention to a detail and another thing that's useful for that level is stuff like, um, where you put information in a paragraph Mm. is, is really important. If yeah. you have a detail you really want people to grab onto and remember, it needs to go like as early in the paragraph as possible. So especially if you're doing bigger ones, people will read it, but they won't grab it as something to remember. They'll forget it easily. And so then they'll be like, wait, I don't understand what happened. It's like, well, because I, yeah. you give them too much information and you give it to them in a way where it doesn't stand out. Okay. Um, I, I do that, but I, I didn't realize that I think about that regularly (laughs) (laughs) some of that stuff is very like low-key but here's the other thing here's the actual like big structural thing so i realized when i was writing uh brimstone angels like my books were getting bigger they were becoming more epic fantasy Mm -hmm. and they're big books yeah and so what i found worked well and made them really like because people still picked up books like fire in the blood is I think 200,000 words. It's a big book. Dang. And people would like tell me like I read this like in you know overnight, which <sighs> wonderful for you. I also, I worked real hard on it because you just do it again. please. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I found is like when you're trying to ask people to read a book that long, um, what I would do is I, I broke it into parts mm-hmm. for one thing. And then for each part, I prefaced it with, something that set the tone for what is the arc of this section and giving each part an arc like it's like it's not as as, yeah, yeah. as strong an arc as a, as a novel but giving it that same pattern sort of like pulls you through so in fire and the blood all of the sections are prefaced with the name of one of the cormirian swords of state and the description of a painting like like you're in a museum and someone is describing it to you right and so it will say like you know this is the 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 blade of honor and it's you know the the first portrait of the of the first king and it looks like this and and it is everything is calm and still and and correct and ordered and so it is this is the status quo section right everything is fine and then we move into the next one and it's this battle and there's like a dragon murdering people and you've got you know the 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 different i can't remember all of them now Mm -hmm. i used to have this information pouring out my ears (laughs) different setting now um but something and then for the for ashes of the tyrant i did a similar thing and they were dragonborn ancestor stories and so you say to people who read this like here is the kind of thing you are reading you are going to read a story that is about, you know, um, uh, honor or duty or or trickery or something. And then you give them sort of an arc so that you're not feeling like you have to hold this big, huge story in your head at once. So you're kind of giving them... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you're giving them... 
There's got to be a better word for that, and it never has come to my I mind. Ju- I just wrote in chat, <laughs> duty. <laughs> Sorry. Please continue your brilliant, your brilliant point. So, so, so you're not giving people like it's like you know if you say to someone like we're going on a hike, it's going to take three days. Oh, yeah. That's overwhelming. But if yeah. it's like if you're like, oh, we're going on a hike, we're going to hike for a couple hours, and we're going to look at a waterfall, and then we're going to hike for another couple hours, and we're going to camp, like this doesn't feel quite as overwhelming because you've got like a sense of where am I going next, right? If I have to hike three days to see a waterfall, that better be a magical fucking waterfall. (laughs) If you tell me about this hiking trip where we're going to see a lot of beautiful things and I've got something to look forward to, I'm still probably not going on a three-day hike. I'm not going to lie. Let's make this shorter. It's a three-hour hike. Uh, uh, but you tell me what we're going to do on the way it's a lot easier to say i'm going to okay i'm going to go and i'm going to see a waterfall okay i'm going to go and i'm going to cross this cool river okay i'm going to go i'm going to see the largest tree in washington um and then we're going to go and we'll be on top of the mountain and won't that be nice like that that means that something that's so big you can't Mm -hmm. actually hold it in your head you've kind of given people little little roadmaps along the way I do think 12-year-old Trevor and Boy Scouts did say that there better be a fucking magical waterfall at the end of this at one point. So. <laughs> I, I, I will just say shout out to, to Lisa Cron and her books, uh, Story Genius and Wired for Story. I've, mm, I've read them. They're both yes. it's very, very fascinating that are about this. And it's just yeah. like, mm, okay. The, also, um, there was a part two to this question. <laughs> there is there is a part two and three. Um, <laughs> okay. So oh, the, the the second one, uh, the, the second one though, is is kind of the one that I, I feel like always gets pitched uh, on panels and stuff. What advice do you have for beginners? And here, <laughs> we made a, a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> Listen fair. Listen to this podcast. Here, here's, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing that I'm going to say on this one, and I know it's the one that everyone is like, "Oh, that's the one everyone gives." Go right. Like that's Start. like here's here's the problem. Like it's just true. Like just go right and and write like bad and write better than after that and just keep writing because that's the only way. I I know it sucks because I heard the same thing when I started writing. I'm like I know that. I'm like no no. Actually sit down like every day or every other day and write something. And I it, it's it's the truth. <laughs> Cultivate yeah. a love of it because yeah. yeah yeah enjoy the process because it's yes. mostly the process uh i mean if you have to pin me down just to absolutely something again you know longtime listeners will know I, I still say read read save the cat blake snyder it's a book on screenplays but it's equally applicable yes. to all kinds of storytelling uh, and they've come out with all kinds of different versions now about save the cat writes a tv show save the cat yeah. writes a novel i'm like now you're just cashing in like you, yeah. can, you, can, you can read the original i tried reading the 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 novel one i'm like this feels weird uh, yeah because it just kept quoting that book <laughs> yeah well because well i mean he's dead now like oh, i mean there, there's I didn't not know that oh yeah yeah he died like uh he wrote the second one okay he died he died shortly after the second one mm. um so you know the points are the points and, yeah. and and they're pretty universally applicable but i mean just start start yeah. suck know you're going to suck know that you are you are not gonna write Macbeth the first time you yeah. just won't uh and i i would submit if you are some once in a human race wunderkind that does write Macbeth the first time 10 years from now, you'll be writing Super Macbeth and you'll still look back on this and be like, what was I doing? So, so is Super Macbeth when Marvel is officially out of ideas? And- yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, hey, the Northman is ultraviolet Hamlet, so I'm ready for Super Macbeth. It's fine. Fair. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Part three. Part three. Part three. Finish strong. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Part three. Uh, what advice do you have for a person with multiple story ideas who doesn't know where to begin with uh, having so many ideas? And there is a uh, there is a paragraph part of this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip through it to this last part because I, I did really like this. Honestly, uh, honestly, there is so much in my mind uh, with all these ideas. Sometimes I think I need some kind of idea exorcism. I did read <laughs> this just because of the words idea exorcism, and I love that. Um, to get them the name out. of our next podcast. <laughs> well, you I know. Like it. I am a fan of having multiple projects going. Yeah. I've said this multiple times, and it wasn't originally my idea. I got it from Mark Victor Hansen, the chicken soup from the soul guy, because um, there's days that your high fantasy murder mystery may not be flowing. So yeah. on those days, maybe writing your cyberpunk, you know, noir soft porn might be <laughs> might be speaking yeah, to your soul more. <laughs> you know, tampon aliens. <laughs> I just, I really, I really hope it wasn't a horror story with the tampon oh. aliens for the record. I mean, wait, wasn't that the plot yeah. of Species? Um, but, but, Maybe it just needed to cook a little longer. I'm just oh, off no. in the distance. Natasha Henstridge is like, sex aliens, you say? <laughs> uh, so it, it, the, the process outline is the same. Like, I'll tell you what literally I did this this year I sat down in a single night and I just sort of dumped out some ideas and I yes. narrowed it down to three. Yes. I outlined those three, just, you know, just kind of the beats. And it was like, and then just picked it what was interesting. See, you know, here's like the this, thing. Yeah. I was literally yeah. going to bring this up. Like they, they said, idea exorcism. I've done this where I have sat down with Scrivener and been like, here is a weird title for this idea. And I write out as much as I want about that idea. And then when I'm tired of writing about it, I go to the next one. I just keep just putting out like, what would those ideas look like sort of thing? I've got a document that, again, it's like it's just like a sentence or two yeah. because it it is absolutely like something that Aaron said earlier about keeping things in your head. Um, people that try and sell planners and organizational tools, they always make this point and we roll our eyes at it. But it is true. Trying to hold things in your head is innately stressful. Yeah. Like in your brain, you really are. I can't hold all these limes. Mm -hmm. If I'm like, you got to do. You got to call these five friends today. Do not forget to call these five friends. You will have a terrible day unless you like open up a text and you call call Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, and it's fine. But all day you'd be like, call Ronnie, call Bobby, call Ricky, call Mike, and then you call one of them and you're like, fuck, who are the other four? I, uh, 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 see, just, see, and I'm sitting over here with ADHD, and be like, your arms are made out of of lemons. Like the, you're not holding it because you're you're like, call them, call them. I'm like, I've already forgotten. I'm calling anyone that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, but but that is how our brains work yeah, like yeah. the act of trying to maintain pieces of data is innately stressful so if you yeah. have these things tumbling around in your head just getting them out and getting them down is better for you and it's better for the ideas because quite frankly you might forget yeah um and uh because I, I, I have my little archive and i'll open it up every once in a while and i'm like what that was so dope or I'll, I'll take it just exactly what aaron was talking about being like well i had an idea for this historical mm -hmm. event i had an idea for some people made out of ink i had an idea hey wait the ink people could have been involved in that historical idea hmm. <laughs> and then now now you're doing a thing yeah. you know yeah yeah your ideas are um, not your enemy yeah i think if you're if you're sitting and you've got a bunch of ideas and you're like i love all of them 
and then you don't know where to start. Um, I actually had a friend ask me this recently, so I just scrolled up to the conversation we had, and these are the <laughs> things that I have done. If you're, well, in her case, she was talking about, she had a bunch of ideas, and she was like, which of these, how do I, how do I decide which of these is like the, um, what you say, if, if I have a bunch of ideas that you know you could write, but none that you're extremely excited about, how do you narrow them down, basically? Um, and so mine have been, uh, tell them to someone who knows the answer to this question, ask which of these is going to be the easiest to sell. Mm -hmm. This is a conversation I have with my agent. Mm -hmm. She says that one. And I'm like, cool, I love that one. I will go with it. Um, you can also describe them all to someone and see one of two things. One, if they get really excited about one of those ideas, that tells you something. That idea yeah. is hooking someone else. But the other thing is if you tell them about an idea and you get really excited about one of them, that's important. Because if yeah. you're excited about it, you're going to write it. Yeah. Um, yep. And I think that's more important than the other person being excited about it. Yep. Um, and uh, the, the third solution is what I call the pandemic solution, which is I just write all of them at the same time. At some point, you'll finish yeah. them all and you'll have five books or whatever. There you go. Um, yeah. And then the fourth one is if none of them really feel like the thing, like they're not like grabbing you, that's when you start making the haystack and you yeah. mash them together. Because maybe that idea is not a whole idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I did realize that I said their name wrong when I read this. Is, it's Corinna, not Karina. Oh. Uh, so, Corinna, mm. I hope that uh, helped you out. Uh, uh, if you have any more questions, uh, go ahead and send them into writingaboutdragonsandshit at gmail.com. I realized I didn't say that the entire episode. Uh, and now it's time to end said episode. Friends, where can people <laughs> find you and what are some things you're working on? You can find me on Twitter at Aaron M. Evans. You can join me on twitch.tv slash dungeonscrawlers uh, every Monday at 1.30 p.m. Pacific for Concentration Check, a co-writing space. Come get some work done with me. Uh, I am also going to be DMing a game on that same channel every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, what's the regular fearful symmetry? What's beyond the pale door? And can you ever return once you pass through it? You know, I remember way back when in a halcyon time that my sweet Erin <laughs> not only refused to DM, she didn't want to play. She was like... I don't know about that. It was specifically for Rita. It was specifically for Rita. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't right. that you wouldn't play the game because the like, fourth no, edition brought you to me. I, yeah, it was... When I was afraid to play in front of people was before I met you. That was at <laughs> no. PAX that one time. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. got over that hump before I yeah. knew you. <laughs> yep but here we are you know what i mean like uh, and now look you at your face the disturbance look at your, in your forest, you your forest, you're like are the captain now someone. yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you yeah. i do like uh, yeah, it's fun yeah it's great it is i b dave walters uh literally Aaron i'm his biggest fan uh you can find me all over the interwebs wherever streaming fine streaming content can be located uh working on a bunch of stuff i can't talk about i think i did i can finally talk about the fact that i, I have a adventure coming out in the uh, upcoming Marvel Cataclysm of Kang. Don't know if I said that. Uh, yeah. And uh, talk about a beginner. Uh, we have a, I have a writing program, 14-day writer. So there you go. We can kind of walk you through a lot of this stuff. Cut five years off of your journey into becoming a professional writer. I just want you to know commitment. Uh, it's 10, 10 p.m. here where we are. Uh, we've had very full days. And Aaron and I are about to co-write because we both have deadlines that we're Heck trying yeah. to hit tonight. Because yes. you, 
you got to do what it takes to get it done sometimes. And I, I'm going to go to the beach tomorrow. So I'm going to finish this now. Yeah. I'm going to go to bed like a baby. Oh. Right <laughs> You've earned it. You've earned it. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there. You can also find me on Dungeon Scrawlers on Wednesdays for uh, Fearful Symmetry. Right. I am playing Florin Morn, a, uh, a tiefling who is 100% a warlock. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah that's going to do it for this week's episode thank you all so much for listening if you enjoyed uh, the show the best way to support is by leaving a review on your podcast service of choice and tell your friends about the show if you have any questions like the awesome questions that our awesome listeners wrote in this week you can send those into writingaboutdragonsandshit at gmail.com and if you'd like to keep up to date on the show you can follow us on twitter at aboutdragons but until next week go on about some dragons and shit <laughs> <laughs>